Welcome to It's Not That Deep with me, Lucy Woods, a mindfulness teacher, and me, Adrienne Kirk, a psychotherapist. Every episode, we discuss navigating the messiness of everyday life. We know it's a big subject, but we will do our best to discuss it lightly and make some sense of it all. In this episode, we're discussing why do we believe that life goes wrong? I love this as an idea because we are sold this idea that there is a right way for life to go, right? With from parents and media and and just sort of in the ether, it's like the the soup in which we we grow up. Hundred percent. I mean, fairy tales. And I always say I blame Disney and Hans Christian Andersen and all this whole kind of happy ever after stuff because it implies that there was one right way that life is supposed to be. And like you say, we're fed that from, and we probably do it to our kids as well, like this is what you need to do in order to get happy. You need to tick these boxes and then you'll get there. And that's the right trajectory. I think I believed that at one point when I had all those things in place, that that's when I'd be happy. Yeah, yes. So when you'd got the grades, been to university, got, got the job. right job, found the right man, had the right baby. House <laughs> with the picket fence. fence. Yeah. I yeah. didn't have a house with the picket fence. But that's what I thought. Mm. And then and then soon you realise, quite early on actually, that things keep getting in the way. And uh, it completely changed the trajectory. I can't say that word. <laughs> the, dire- the direction, <laughs> the trajectory of where life was going. I mean, yeah. I, you know, when getting ill. Yes. I had TV. I mean, that was just, I thought I was going to be singing and then I couldn't sing. So, poof, you know, life went wrong straight from the age of 22 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but of yeah. course, that notion of a right way that can go wrong is just complete twaddle, isn't it, really? It is. And... And it sort of sets us up, right? That idea that, uh, so you know, I, you hear it a lot, that idea that I've done all the right things, good things happen to good people, mm. so why why isn't it working out for me? What else do I need to do to keep my myself on, on that right track? It, I, and, it, and it gives us, I think, a sense that that we're not enough, that we're not good enough, that we're not, you know, that, that we that we failed. We failed, that's it. It's gone wrong and it's our fault yes. in some way. Yeah. Um, it's another stick to beat ourselves with. So, this idea that there's a right way, mm. it stems right back from the way we're brought up. Yeah. Society, mm-hmm. what that feeds to us, that you know, even down to the, what we're supposed to look like. How we're supposed to dress, how we're supposed to behave, how yeah. we're supposed to show up in the world. Normal, perhaps, is a right way. Yes. And then if we don't fit or conform to that idea, that also is like somehow we're faulty, we're wrong as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're a, if you're a tomboy or if, you know, if, you're, if your son plays with, with a, a toy cooker or whatever, you know, it, it, I remember my grandparents and and it and it's just a it's a cultural thing right you know just sort of two things one was was sort of not being kind of okay with with one of the grandsons um playing with a little toy vacuum cleaner 
Oh goodness, I know, I know, right? Um, but another was another was when one of my cousins had a baby, a little boy, um, and she was trying to stop him sticking toast in the video recorder. This is how long ago this was. Um, sticking, and my grandmother's response was, "Oh, boys will be boys." It's made me think, oh, if that had been a little girl, you know, because you know that language. We praise girls for being good and quiet and sharing and caring and boys, this is a gross generalisation, right? But boys for being strong and boisterous, boisterous and solving things and good at sport yeah. and, you know, and that, that it gives for both sets. It gives really difficult messages. It's something I talk to a lot with my client couples, you know, that both are coming with this sort of sedimented belief about about what it means to be male or female in the relationship or two male yeah or two women in the relationship right and then and then whose role is what yeah i think that's so interesting because it's another way of looking at this sense that we're wrong mm -hmm. if we haven't conformed i mean particularly around sport with boys i think you know having two in the house um I can see that expectation. They are relatively sporty, or they like their sport, even if you know they're not um, amazing at it. They still have in it, they've played a lot of sport and they've enjoyed it. But that really gets you in the gang, or yeah. you know, and those on the outside of something like that feel that there is something wrong, mm -hmm. and and it's 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 so I suppose strange that we do allow ourselves to have these beliefs that they inform so much of the way in which we um, we parent or we go through life or the beliefs that we carry. Yeah, absolutely, which reminds me of a story my sister tells of one of the, she was a teacher and um, one of the parents saying, oh, originally we were slightly disappointed that our son was getting a female um, tutor um, because because he's good at sport and we wanted somebody, you know. And my sister was like, you know I'm the only Olympian on the on the staff, right? You know? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, any of the other female staff wouldn't have necessarily had a comeback for that, but... Yeah, she really did, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. And so, in order to kind of step back and that's what we need to do right mm. we talk about this zooming out a little mm. bit and we need to really broaden our perspective on on the situation to see that actually I'm thinking about myself here in the way that I've kind of instilled what's important about going to school and getting qualifications and university and whatever um but actually knowing this isn't the thing that's going to make you happy it might give you we talked about that kind of getting to $50,000 or whatever being, you know, taking us out of poverty or whatever in order, but after that, no amount more happiness comes, yeah. right? So yeah. there, there is a need to get a job and, and perhaps a qualification will help you to do that. But really how we might present that as a, not being the route to happiness, whatever, yeah. I'm doing happiness in inverted commas because we know that's just a fleeting kind of momentary thing. but. Finding some contentment with life does not come from money or the university or the picket fenced house and 2.4 children necessarily, does it? No, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you're right that the way the way in which our society is set up, those things are important. Right? We, you know, the, the way to get a 
a roof over your head and food on your plate is to have a job and there are traditional routes to do that and one of them is university and particularly since you know 50% of each cohort go to university that becomes more and more important and and yet alongside that the bit we lose I think is is actually what is it that ideally we would want to inculcate right so kindness and fairness and generosity and all of those qualities actually aren't they the things those seem to me to be the important things alongside right and, yeah. and we have this sort of either or well, especially when it comes to praise right when yeah. praise you're so clever you're so you know gorgeous you're so you know and they're such arbitrary isn't the right word but they're not important values mm. and and actually that sense of saying it's brilliant that you've done something generous or, or kind or shown consideration for x you know that does feel like in terms of showing up in the world better qualities to cultivate um, as a human being and that actually we might be happier in ourselves if the focus was on being a good human um, but even for whatever good human means life still feels like it might go wrong yes. right and that's again different from this media version that we're fed which is that if you're good good things happen and if you're bad and retribution and yeah. revenge will be struck upon you, you get your comeuppance you get your comeuppance we know that's not true don't uh, we absolutely um uh because yeah. life isn't like that that no. isn't and it's interesting the words we use for those things it's not fair or um it's gone wrong suggests that that there is there is a plan and somehow it's all mapped out yes and somehow that somebody somewhere some being has sort of tweaked it has, has pulled the pulled the rug from under us you know that, that the idea of something not being fair suggests that there is somebody else involved right yeah. uh, but so life can't be unfair in that sense it just it, it just is it just is yeah it unfolds yeah. and that's the, and that's a really difficult thing to get our heads around I think. yes because because what we tend to do, because of the films, because of this belief that perhaps good people get good things and bad people get bad things, if something bad happens to us, then we've somehow been responsible yeah. for that, which we know. You know, of course, sometimes we make decisions that have an impact, but things that were completely outside of our control, that yeah. we were not some kind of supernatural powerful being that enabled this thing to happen. Um, but yet we still tend to to blame ourselves or say things like, oh, these things always happen to me. This is typical of my life. I must have been a terrible person in a past life. Or, you know, any of these kind of phrases that we use as another stick to beat ourselves with. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that thing that, that we're, we're always talking about to ourselves and to clients about you know, you're thinking about what is actually within your control and what isn't and and you know how can we sort of be okay or let go of that responsibility that sense of the things that are out of our control mm. you know they they're not our fault they don't they don't say anything about us yeah you know except that something bad happened yeah. to us 
Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's the thing when we're kind of saying, well, okay, how do we deal with this then? Because we all feel like that, oh, this has happened, disappointment or sadness or whatever. But life is just going to happen how it happens. And we have absolutely no knowledge mm -hmm. or, in many instances, control of, of that stuff in the future. Yeah. So this ability to accept that life is just going to unfold and it is acceptance we have to kind of stay here and just go with the flow don't we yeah absolutely and it's interesting the things that we that we do these sort of mental gymnastics we do to try and make sense of it you know if, if, if i'm just thinking of of when people when a house sale falls through or something and 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 the response is oh well it's happened for a reason there's a better there's a better property round the corner or whatever it is you know it, 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 this way of feeling like we've got some control there's some sort of order some sort of plan to this and it will all be okay yeah i love that we're on the same page about this because there is that tendency to want to think that there was it was intentional yeah. that this house fell through so that you could get the next one um i don't really subscribe to that i just no. think that's what happened and then if something better happens that's what's happened and if it doesn't well that's just what happened yeah. and no amount of universal power influenced that no absolutely and i think i think also there is a there is a, a human tendency when when that happens when, when we get the next one to go oh it's just as well that one fell through because other because this is better we see better mostly in yeah. whatever in whatever comes next well it would be awful if we didn't wouldn't it absolutely you know, i'm sure there's things where we can't necessarily yeah. see better but we want the best. We want our viewpoint to be more favourable, don't we? So yeah. I think we'll probably use confirmation bias to do everything we can to see the better outcome. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so interesting to explore because you'd think we'd have worked it out by now, you know, that somewhere along the line we'd have kind of unhooked ourselves from this unhelpful way of living because to me it really isn't helpful it's, it's really not however i think i think it's it's a sedimented belief right because because we grow up in this cultural soup that says that there is a way that things happen and that and that if you're if you work hard you know if you try your hardest then it will be okay there's a message we give our kids right and sometimes you've tried your hardest and it's not good enough yeah. <laughs> it, and it just isn't it okay. just isn't it doesn't okay. work absolutely. out no no and we fail all the time yes mm. yeah absolutely you know and 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 all of those messages from when we're very small i think it, it makes it really hard then to even see it right so what's interesting about this sort of conversation is is we're shining a light on it mm. because I think often it, 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 we can't we can't unhook ourselves from things that we haven't really thought about. We just kind of it's an accept absolutely that, that is it's just the way the things norm, are, right? Yeah. Absolutely, that that there's nothing to be thought about it, right? You know that yeah. that 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 something bad happened. You know, life went wrong rather than. This terrible thing happened. Life happened. Life happened. Yeah, I'm really stuck by struck. Sorry, by the whole Buddhist non-attachment mm, stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, 
and it's quite extreme and that's why some monks you know give up all their possessions and don't have anything you know go out for arms and um, they live hand to mouth but there is some freedom in not being attached to anything isn't there yeah you know to just to because we get attached to, to possessions let's say and then when we drop that thing <gasps> oh it's ruined you know it's spoiled and we feel such disappointment and and of course this is just such a small unimportant thing and of course it's right through to the bigger stuff of, of being attached to people and 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 other things that have meaning in our lives and being really really devastated by the loss of those and i'm not saying for one minute we all need to kind of turn into buddhist monks and give up everything and i think that wouldn't bring us some of the joys that we have from life no. either but there is something in an ability to not put everything on stuff that's outside our control. You know what I mean? To, to realise that actually we can just muddle our way through in a kind of gentle way and be more accepting of this ebb and flow of nice things and not nice things that occurs to us as we go through. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think there is there is something about um, that messy middle, and we've talked. We talk about this all the time, right? Instead of instead of either attaching importance to everything or nothing, can we can we attach importance to the important things? Can we work out what those actually are, and then travel a little lighter through life? Mm. Right? It's nice to have nice things. But can we just sort of stay with that rather than my life has given meaning by my rug or my car or my, yeah. you know, um, perhaps my life is given meaning by my relationships with people. And those are the things to nurture yeah. and not get so attached to the to the belongings. Yeah, that's interesting as well, because I feel like that happened to me at quite a young age. I, I got burgled twice. My house burnt down. Mm -hmm. I lost a lot of things. But by a very young age, and I, I would not spend a lot of money on something like a handbag or even shoes. Really, I, I you know, I do like nice shoes, but I know I'm going to step in a puddle, or I'm going to, you know, go on the tube with my nice handbag, and it's going to get a big black streak up the side, and I'm going to have that feeling of oh no. Mm. And actually, if I, if it isn't something that I'm holding dear which I would if I'd paid a lot of money for it, then it doesn't matter so much. I'm not as attached to it. Um, and I wonder how I might carry that more out into the other stuff because that's actually felt really helpful in not really kind of having that grip on, on being disappointed when things break or wear out, which they always do. Yes. Including yes. people. Well, I was going to say, including relationships, right? And 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 people. And ourselves. And yeah. 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 And and that's different, right? So those sorts of losses, when we're talking about relationships or people, um, you know, that's that's a that's a that's a devastating thing, yeah. right? But it but separating that from the idea that my life has now gone wrong it's taken a different course yeah. and one i don't want and i haven't asked for and i need to find a a way of working with yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and, yeah. and and that's i suppose that's what i'm helping clients with in my grief work you know and and that and that's tough but actually 
that it's very difficult to to move forward with your grief if you're stuck at it was unfair yeah because that holds you right at the beginning yeah and 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 it's sort of not really about the loss in some ways it's about its impact on you about you know meeting the loss yeah absolutely and so and so and, and i don't believe we ever get over a loss but we do we can grow round it and we can keep putting one foot in front of the other and that in itself means that we carry that person with us and we're kind of honoring that their importance in our life if we can do that yeah. so if we get stuck at it's all gone wrong and it's not fair it but i think the key point here is it's a belief that isn't true yeah you know it's yeah. a belief that isn't true because there wasn't a right way no and and so it becomes ever so important then to unhook from that as a belief in order to be able to progress from that yeah. to start to even learn how to grow around and deal with um i think you're absolutely right you get stuck at that initial point whilst that belief holds true mm -hmm. and i suppose one thing that might come out of this conversation is that shining the light on this as even a topic it might not be something that's even occurred to people before um and you know until you do bring it as a topic you almost don't know oh do i carry that belief is this something that i i do have as a, a thread running through my life is it helpful yeah um absolutely and that's the thing right because it's a belief or a thought and therefore it's it's neither true nor untrue it it's just a belief and a thought right so if it's not helpful is there a more helpful way to think about things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the beginning of a lot of the work that we do, yeah, isn't it? It's it the is. starting point. But I think even the recognition that unhooking ourselves from that belief might serve us better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it just might, you know, we're always talking about attaining ease in life rather than happiness, because that's fleeting. But ease seems more possible. And I think having and holding that belief is uneasy mm. um, we're always going to be disappointed with everything that goes wrong yeah yeah absolutely and you know something else that we, we we generally mention at this point in a podcast but it is about compassion to ourselves as well and you know and stepping back from blaming ourselves for things that have gone wrong oh is that it isn't it it's a blame it might not be us the life's not fair we're blaming some something yeah. else and there's a sort of an anger a, a blame attached to it rather than that acceptance of this is how it is right now yeah no matter how horrible and unpleasant and unwanted yeah this situation it is it is as it is <gasps> a phrase i hate <laughs> it is what it is it is what you hate you know it is as it is in this moment yeah. feels a little easier yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a good place to bring that out thanks you've been listening to it's not that deep with adrienne kirk and lucy woods if you've enjoyed listening then why not subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode